Hello, hello, and welcome to Baki Taki Season 3, Episode 9, Decision Time. And with our special guest host, Lindsay. Hello. Oh. Hi, Samita. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. So, uh, hi, hi, folks. Yeah, um, surprise, we're doing, uh, I think Steve called it his tri-month, which was a dumb name. Fun concept, though. <laughs> um, we're going to have a Steve-less episode for the rest of it. It's just going to be uh, me and my, oh, my guest, yes. Samita. <laughs> yes. Little girl power. This is all I've ever wanted. Girl yeah. power. Yeah, to be honest, Steve was the worst part of Baki. Is he gone yet? He, he can't hear you, so. Sick. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, um, if you've ever heard, I think they were called the Gilmore Guys. I was like, that's kind of like us. We're going to be like the, the Baki babes or something. Guys. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. This is great. Yeah. Okay. So we, we kind of tricked Samita. Uh, she didn't know I'd be here if you guys couldn't tell. So, uh, so let's start for real. So this is uh, Baki Taki season three, episode nine, decision time. A little spoiler alert for me, Samita. I found this episode very boring. I thought it was super lame. It was like one extended scene, but um, I want to hear, you know, uh, and have you been listening to the podcast? Like how caught up are you? I try not to listen to it because I always want every, like, I try not to listen to around when I'm going to be on. Okay. Because uh, I'd like to be surprised, but I did listen to just a little bit of the last episode. Um, okay. Just to hear Marcus a little bit. You heard Marcus, but you didn't hear the one after that. Okay, right, because that hasn't come out. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's good. So you were probably a little surprised by some of the stuff going on in the episode. Yeah, like, uh, Baki's in prison. That's new. Uh, some characters that I've never met before, um, <laughs> namely Guevara, who I guess is not Che Guevara. Uh, it's but... Jay Guevara in this in this little world, so pretty close. It's Jean Guevara is his full name. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> okay, great. Honestly, I didn't even know it was him at first because in this episode he kind of looks like a demon, which was weird. Mm -hmm, I, that, mm -hmm. that was strange to me so when he first came on the screen I was like wait that that is him right like yeah no so mm -hmm. okay so what do you think did you watch the theme song I did yeah that was fun um it, it was a kind of a different uh like musical genre I think than the ones I've seen before so easy yeah I liked it kind of kind of yeah. a little jazzy Um, yeah, I like that one. I was saying, um, I liked how it had some good color theory going on, you know, putting different colors. Color the theory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you know. And and then I, I, so I've heard all the podcast episodes and um, they keep talking about the prison and it being like a, what's it called? The Black Pentagon. The Black Pentagon. And, um... And it's funny, it was the first time I got to see it, and I was like, to me, that just looks like a big, like, star. I don't know. I kind of I kind of saw it as, like, a big star prison, so. Editor Steve just popping in to say he can't get rid of me that easily, um, and I'll never miss an opportunity to talk about the Dark Pentagon. Uh, so it is a pentagon. However, there is a citadel around its shape, so there is a star around the pentagon but it's still very much a pentagon to rival the white pentagon in Washington, D.C. 
Yeah, and did they say that this one was supposed to, it might, like, I don't know if I'm making this up, but is it supposed to be, like, maximum security, like, really intense? I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, Arizona prison, but then also that's just become, this is where the toughest of the toughies are kind of thing. I am sharper than the sharpies. I am tougher than the toughies. I am Scrooge McDuck. I don't know. So, um, it's, it's sort of unclear. This is where Oliver, like, lives. So, I don't know yeah. if you remember, but he, like... I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had him in your first episode, I think, right? Yeah, that was his introduction. And yeah, so that cell thing. was at this prison. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Doesn't seem so maximum security to me. No, but... no, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. so tell me about... So, the first scene, we kind of start off in the middle of where we left off, and I'm not even going to give you more context. So, what did you think right. was going on? Yeah, okay, so we open to a prison fight, I guess. Um, Guevara, Jay Guevara, has been being beaten up by Biscuit Oliver. Um, and so we, we open to a moment where he's like, he's almost just about to be defeated. He's remembering his people, his poor people, he says. My poor people. My poor people. He's remembering his journey to get here um, and that all helps him suddenly summon up a lot of strength and then he gets up and people are in awe. Yes. And Biscuit makes a fist. He's making a fist! He's making a fist! He's making a fist. He's making a fist, the people say. And this is really important because we're going to come back to this part later about the fist. Yes, yeah. No, that's that's pretty accurate. Um, I, I wanted to mention a couple things. Um, so you were saying, oh, he was getting beat up. It's funny, in the last episode, what you haven't heard about yet is that um, they actually only had one hit so far. Oliver just <laughs> kind of, you'll notice there was like a handprint in his chest. Oliver mm-hmm. kind of like slapped him and he like flew across the, the whole yard. So that's the only hit that's been in the, the fights pre this episode, really. Other oh, oh wait I think there was I think there was one punch to Oliver's face or something but uh, yeah they okay. they were mostly just playing this weird gentleman's game where they would hold a hanky loser lose Gilberto style I'm not making that up <laughs> okay yeah um, okay and then and then um, <clears throat> yeah they the other thing I was dying about was when he started doing like. My poor people. My poor people. I literally was a little bit confused. I don't know about you because I was like, are you saying like your poor people won't have you or are you just talking about the poor people in your country? Because then it flashed to like a bunch of skeletal looking people who clearly Mm -hmm. had like no money and stuff. But then I was like, is your whole town like that or are those just the poor people you're fighting for? I don't know. I got I got a little taken out of it. He's a little just wondering I, about his weird world he lives in. Yeah, his island. I mean, I, I just assumed that he came from a really impoverished uh, part of the world and that his journey here, his imprisonment, all of that has to do with him trying to make a better life for his poor people. So, like, I don't know, maybe when he's done his time, he'll... Yeah, I don't really know. The but thing is that doesn't... Wild, I... that this was, like, two punches and he was already, like... Like on, on his deathbed. Yeah, it ha- it hasn't been. It's been a long fight, but not a long fight. More just a long scene between quantity over quality. Yeah. 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 
Even if one of the prisoners did try to escape during all this, I still wouldn't take a single step away. <laughs> so you're right. So they, the, the, honestly, the, the funniest thing about this whole episode is just the crowds because they constantly are just like narrating for us and, and, and you get, right? And, and you constantly just have like them panning over the people watching and they're all like whoa he's making a fist and it's just like yeah the what did you expect standing up and now it's down yeah <laughs> oh my god and i'm like what a boring fight to watch this would have been because they don't get all the commentary in their heads and stuff you know so i don't know i just so true. i thought it was so funny okay so he so he makes the fist and then mm -hmm. Guevara kind of makes like a pointing, I think I remember. I don't, and then everyone looks over where he's pointing and what do they see? Do you remember? Yeah, that's the, the aforementioned tuxedo that was standing and then it falls after he points. Oh, oh that's oh. the tuxedo. Whoa. Oh. The tuxedo was standing that whole time, but it fell as if on command. Though so I don't, I don't really know what the deal with the tuxedo is. I think it might have to do something with the, the lady in the, the bride's wedding dress, perhaps, but I don't really know. So I guess he destroyed, ah, man, I don't know. So I, the I'm now. pretty sure the tuxedo comes from, that's like what Oliva was wearing when he came in. Cause I remember them talking about, he like breaks out of it kind of Hulk style, but I really no. have no clue what why it matters that it was standing on its own and then fell on command. I don't really know if that's impressive for Guevara, like pointing at it, or I, I don't know. Like I real I don't know what that means either. Maybe uh maybe editor Steve will come in and explain it. But uh, editor Steve here. This actually ties into a theory I have about Jay Guevara being a windbender. Oh, we don't I need to talk about Steve. Okay, rude. Whatever. Okay, all right. Steveless episode. Sorry, sorry. Um, and then we get then we get some fun. Uh, and by fun, I I'm air quoting, but it's a podcast, so you can't see that. Um, we get some fun talking about barehanded fighting, human history, which eventually leads into like talking about using the ground as support. So, what did you think about all those monologues? Yeah, like, I was listening, but I was like, oh my god, just, this is too much. Keep Just go back to the fighting and the tuxedo stuff. He, he somehow summons the energy of the Earth's core. Even Chinese martial arts, which boasts a history spanning 4,000 years, uses the surface of the ground as support. Nobody really recognizes the Earth as the greatest possible support. Their understanding doesn't go any further than a millimeter below the ground. My foot is connected to the farthest depths of the Earth, to the very center of the entire planet, the core of the Earth. Um, which is cool. Nothing we haven't ever seen before. We life. literally, we literally see the Earth's core at one point. I literally was like, "Am I in science class? Like, what? It, what is happening? Like, yeah." Yeah, you learn a lot when you watch Bucky. You learn about, you know. I mean, you you learn a lot. Whether or not it's and true it's facts is another. I think it's all true, Lindsay. I don't know what you're talking about. Jay Guevara is one of the most important uh, figures in history. So right. I don't know if you skipped that class in high school. Oh, maybe. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to make a point that um, were what did you see any of the uh, Rai Tai tournament stuff with with Muhammad Ali Jr.? I or, did not. Sadly, okay, I did not. So like 
there was something they talked about how his technique was cool because he like would jump around and stuff and and like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure when we first met him they talked about how he uses the ground because he's punch constantly punching in quotes again the ground like with his feet almost like kicking the ground and I was like isn't that just mm-hmm. the same thing they're talking about now with using the the like core of the earth as support like I don't know mm-hmm. it just felt like retreading I was, uh, I was, I was a little disappointed with that because honestly, one of the only things I really like about this show is that I'm, I'm always, oh, hello, Johnny. One of the things I'm always surprised about with this show is that I'm like, there's always something new going on. And I was like, it feels like you guys are just, you know, bringing up the same stuff. Editor Steve, I just want to clarify that although Muhammad Ali does kick the ground, he is just barely using a millimeter of the Earth's uh, depth, while Jay Guevara is using 6,000 meters, uh, 6 million meters. So, there, there, you know, there's a lot of differences there. Can't you make up some new stuff, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's the writer's strike. It's the writer's <laughs> Yeah, writer's strike. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of the writer's strike, what did you what did you think of the next part? Um when someone started do you remember who was bowing to uh Yeah. To- yeah, I do. So yeah, so he 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 beats up Biscuit Oliver, everybody's cheering, a uh, Mr. Bush bows down. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, but is this a Mr. George Bush Senior? Um, I think it's 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 just Bush, like the the second one, Junior. This is yeah. Junior. Yeah, he was president at the time this came out. Originally, like the the oh manga, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then Yujiro, so Yujiro's there. Yujiro's there. They both are bowing down. They both are like, "Oh my God, you're so strong. You're just the best prisoner ever." Hey, Guevara. Huh? <sighs> this guy wants to congratulate you. Mr. Bush? I'm no match for you. Please forgive me. Oh, and someone else wants to say hello to you, too. (gasps) What? Hey there. They say that I'm the strongest man on Earth or whatever. But it isn't actually me. It's you. Right, Guevara? Uh, I know, it's so obvious. Yeah, right? Um, Yeah. And then this turns out to all be a psych moment. It was all a dream. Uh, Guevara actually has, in fact, been punched by the fist that was made at the, all the prisoners had announced. So, which Joke's makes me, us. which makes me question the tuxedo again. I, I know I'm harping on this, but I'm like, was that part of the dream? Was oh was yeah, the... that all was part of the dream. The tuxedo, oh. you think? Yeah, I think the moment that he made the fist. Uh, I don't think he was just standing around at all mm. holding his fist up. We're, he made the he, fist we're, we're talking about Oliver. So o- Oliver actually yeah. in real life made a fist and then immediately or seemingly immediately punched Guevara and uh, all the rest of this stuff was kind of a dream. Um, yes, I believe so. That is yeah. a working theory. I think you're right. I think that's, that's what I got too. Uh, once again, I just think this would have been the most boring fight for these audience people to watch. You know what? I take it back. They're prisoners. I feel like they don't get a lot of entertainment. So even a couple big punches would probably be like, whoa! (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they deserve a show. 
Yeah, yeah. And then and then there's a great line um, from Oliver where he basically just says, The fight's all finished now. That's it. The fight's all finished now. Which I which I quite <laughs> loved. <laughs> I, I love that. You don't that. say it out loud. Nobody knows. Right. Yeah, that's, that's why they have the bell in boxing. You know, you got to go like, ding, ding, ding. Someone won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get... Personally, the grossest scene to me, the where scene. oh, okay. Well, why don't you tell us about it then? Are we referring to when Biscuit Oliver starts just talking about his muscles? Yes, yes. And his love for his muscles. And yes. He's why? So why Guevara lost? Because oh, he didn't have the love for his muscles. He didn't have the love for his muscles for strength. He had the love for everything else, but not for his muscles. And turns out Biscuit Oliver so muscly actually he has to contain his muscles in his body and if he wasn't vacuum sealed he would self-inflate like an airbag to the moon and kill everyone which we see sort of we see sort of a flash forward almost like a fake flash forward of if he let his his himself rip i don't know what you want to call it and just like let all his muscles come out you see i'm actually holding it all in you're holding it in If I were to just let go and allow the door that metaphorically holds my muscles in to swing open, since they're so big, they'd probably burst out from beneath my skin, crush everyone here, smash through the outer walls, destroy the entire complex, and expand all the way into the sky. And so I don't know if you noticed this, but that clip of him like muscle mountain exploding Mm -hmm. was actually Mm -hmm. in the opening um but it's very quick yeah and i remember seeing it and kind of going oh my god that's gross and steve made the comment because we were watching together and he said yeah no one's mentioned it yet and and then it turned out it was in our episode and i was kind of like oh okay well Uh, (laughs) yeah so that is gross it's grotesque but i assume like that's what happens in attack on titan i haven't seen it but i think uh I mean, I haven't seen it either, so you're probably right. You know? Over the city, destroy as well. There we go. Uh, yeah. Now on a Talking Pain podcast. Say, Bucky, I'm sure that you're not aware of this, but each and every day, the food I consume adds up to more than 100,000 calories. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, I liked when yeah. Bucky starts jokingly being like, wow, th- thanks. We all should say thanks because he's not killing us with his muscles. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Yeah. This guy is claiming some really ridiculous things, like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. calories and five percent in body fat. I'm well, to be fair, to be fair, I, I, I do kind of within their world believe those parts, because seeing how much food like Baki ate when he was like getting better from being sick a while ago, like I do think they eat a grotesque amount of food. But 100, you know, hundred thousand calories. Well, I, I liked how if people don't know how much that is he he told us how many rice balls that would be in a day yeah i don't even remember i just thought that was the most hilarious and and racist thing too like for just this american character to be like oh you might not understand food let me (laughs) let me explain it to you by giving here's what your people's rice balls that's how many it would be that's the same amount of calories that you find in 500 of those rice balls that your people in japan seem to love so much i also thought it was funny because he knew off the top of his head, how many rice balls? Like, he knew the calorie count of a rice ball, which was impressive. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have to if you want to reach 100,000 calories a day. You really I guess that's true. You have to explore all cuisines within the world. Yeah. And and once yeah. again, one of my favorite tropes, maybe, of, of this show, um, he starts shitting on Olympic athletes <laughs> and being like, <laughs> they eat a mere 10,000 calories. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, okay. Like, <laughs> I love how many times... Olympic athletes are the barometer for, you know, being strong. It's like if you if you're just a mere Olympic athlete, you're nothing. So that was fun. This kid Oliver relies on putting down other people to lift himself up. Yeah, he is kind of a bully. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the other really big, strong guys who are all totally nice guys. Yeah. Yeah, including those those death row inmates. They were they were cool guys. Uh Mm-hmm. Were, I had were... I had a thought through this scene after I was like ew gross, I I had a I had a thought that maybe that's why he had to choose Maria is the the girl's name the woman's name, mm-hmm. um because she is huge, and I thought about well if he if he actually was some sort of muscle monster, <laughs> giant thing maybe he also wanted a woman who would eat a, a like hundred thousand calories with him a day and like Mm. but then but then he just turned around and was like actually i lied about that like i my muscles wouldn't be that big and i was like wow what a a waste of 10 minutes i have to apologize to you for exaggerating (laughs) i lied i'm not really bigger than a building yeah of course not i know that this whole episode has just been like, this is what happened. Just kidding. And then he, this is what happened. And then just kidding again. It's for the yeah. love of a woman. Um, yeah. So, so that's true. Um, I don't think, was there anything else? I think um, he just kind of picks up Maria and says, just mm-hmm. kidding. I do it for the love of Maria, who's his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and just starts oh. carrying her away and singing. And that song was the song that. Guevara was singing before and we they talked about a lot in the last episode how it's supposed to be some sort of like sea shanty thing but it's mm. uh it's pretty pretty bad in the English version Yaisaho on a moonlit night Yaisaho raise the anchor high Okay so. yeah I, I tried looking it up after and I saw that it was Guevara's theme so um yeah. I, I don't know. That seems a little mean to me. You're, you're right. He is kind of being a bully. It's like Just appropriation. Like, I mean, <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. That, anything else you want to say about Oliver? I, he's, he's an interesting dude. I'll give him that. I just don't like that, like, he doesn't seem to have flaws. Like, he's a know-it-all. He's strong. He can sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they got to... He needs some kind of weakness or flaw. I don't like him. I think they, I mean, not to, not to jump ahead too much. I do know in the manga, like he has other things and, uh, but, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely set up as kind of like more attainable than Baki fighting and winning against his dad. Cause that's like the be all end all of the series, I think. But it's like, Oliva is like the, the strongest man in America. So like. Theoretically, at some point, Baki can beat him because Japanese martial arts are better. Um, so, so I think that's kind of how they're setting him up. They like they want him to be like very, very difficult to beat. You know, mm. 
I agree with you though. Sometimes it's nice to see. (laughs) He's annoying. Yeah. All he ever does is talk about himself and how much he knows and. You gotta watch some of his. uh, Like if you watch the one last episode, you, you can see he actually doesn't care about himself at all when Maria's in the room. She's all he cares about. He does. He actually does everything for her. So it's a. I mean, I guess it's character development. I don't know if that's healthy either. That's just no. Well, if we're talking healthy, yeah, no, no. Okay, so okay. then, um, so the fight's kind of over, and Oliver's wow. like, okay, everyone go home, and just picks up his lady, who, by the way, looks like she's being kidnapped. Uh, hey, now. Like, she looks at the camera like, oh, God, and I'm like, isn't that your boyfriend? Like, why are you... Anyways, um... She's had, like, two lines, not yeah. even, and one of those lines was, hmm? So, <laughs> and, and hey, now, so, like... Once so again, you were kind of like, all right. <laughs> women in, in this show, like, yeah, represent. do better. Um, and then we cut to, like then we cut to what, like the next day maybe? Yeah, uh, I guess it's the next day. They're in the cell. prison. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. So uh, we cut to a cell. The, the prison guards or whatever are looking around. And I guess Guevara has escaped. I guess he dug some kind of hole and left, which I assume was the inspiration for Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and uh, he left some, I guess he, he, he left a, a little note for Guevara and, sorry, for, for Biscuit, Oliva, and Maria, I guess a kind of wedding gift or something. And it's some money, currency of his, his island. Yeah, basically being um, like, come on down yeah. when you got some time. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a weird scene to me. At first I didn't realize... So, the thing they're looking in is the closet that he, Guevara, like, lived in for some reason. Um, lived in that? Yeah. Like, there was, like, four or five of them that all shared this cell, Baki included, and Guevara would just kind of live in the closet for some reason. Because I'm a warrior. Um, and I guess he, like, basically dug a tunnel. And um, to me, though, previously, Guevara was, like, high enough in the ranks that all the guards literally pretended he wasn't there. So I was kind of confused why they cared now that he wasn't there. Because I kind of was like, isn't that easier to pretend he's not there if he's just not there? But they seemed very concerned that he had, you know, escaped. And then Oliver kind of has that whole thing where he's like, oh, he was just being kind because he he knew he could leave out the front door. But then that would, you know, that would be bad for you guys. You guys would get in trouble. Mm. But, if you, but if you snuck mm. out, you know, you won't be in trouble or something. I don't know. It was weird. Mm-hmm. But I was mm-hmm. kind of like, why does anyone care that he left? Like, And then yeah. we completely take a turn from this season of, like, prisons and stuff, and we're on a beautiful island. Yeah, so uh, Guevara has returned to his island. How? Uh, that was my first question. Prison. Did he swim? Uh, he dug a hole in the ocean, man. I don't oh. know. He, he, he dug a hole and he just went all the way. Perfect. I don't know how far his island is, but uh, yeah. yeah, much to everyone's delight, he is back. And to be honest, the only information we need to know is that while he was gone, one guy had twins, and the pig at Old Lady Sarah's place was constipated again. That reminds me, the pig at Old Lady Sarah's place? Yeah, it's constipated. What, again? What's wrong with that pig? I know, right? <laughs> what could she be feeding it? <laughs> yeah, I literally wrote useless flashback. Um, because they had, I, they had that flashback. They were like, 
Kavera, where'd you go? And he was like, oh, I went to go see Oliver and fight him. And then they had the flashback of him telling them, guys, I'm going to go fight Oliver. And I was like, why, why did we need that flashback? We just, he just said that. It's for people like me. It's for people who have podcasts who, uh, for, you know, they only watch one episode at a time. So it was helpful for me, but all I need to know was that the pig is oh, constipated but, again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, it was, uh, for, for those that didn't watch the episode, it was basically like, um, they were, like, having this serious discussion about, like, oh, okay, you, you fought Oliver, whoa, that guy's crazy, did you win? And he's like, nah, and then, no hesitation, they go, oh, by the way, you missed, he, this guy had twins, and now he's got nine kids, and, and it, like, cuts away from the island, I was like, is this, like, the end of, like, a comedy show episode? Like, what is, what is happening? Like, that reminds me, the pig at old lady Sarah's place? Yeah, it's constipated. What, again? What's wrong with that pig? Uh, I don't think like, we learned anything from that other than he's at home again, which he could have done at any time. At Useless. We could have cut that out and we still would be able to piece everything together. And yeah. frankly, I'm not sure why Biscuit Oliver would want to come spend money on that island. If all that happens is somebody keeps having kids and the pig is constipated, he's not really <laughs> selling the island, so... That's true. Maybe try again, Guevara. For your yeah, and if he's got all those poor people, why is he giving money to other people? It's like, give that to the poor people on the island. I don't know. Yeah, yeah where were all those poor... You're right. It yeah. didn't seem like poor people. Right? They were happy. I was they expecting a very different island, considering I'd seen the flashbacks where it was just, like, skeletal Gray poor and, people. And, yeah. And then this was, like, a bunch of hardy pirate guys on an almost looking deserted like trop well it wasn't deserted it was more it almost looked like greece like it was like this beautiful sunny and yeah and you're like huh okay i don't know it's very weird um but then we cut back to the prison for a total tonal shock again and uh in this scene we're back to something from an earlier episode with the what's his name, like, the guard captain guy, like, yelling at all the prisoners, and they're doing a, a count. You've got no one to blame but yourselves for being stupid. And there, this this all kind of happened in a previous scene when Baki first got to the jail, and he starts yelling at them that it's all their faults for being there, and blah, 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 and then Baki, like, makes a weird noise. Um, and do you remember what happened? <laughs> yeah, he makes a weird noise, and the guard is like, no, listen up, and then Bucky's like, can I go outside for some fresh air? And the guard is so taken aback by this mere suggestion. Well, and we and get a like, great, all the all the people in the background going, fresh air? Did he say fresh air? Oh. Oh, yeah. Man, these <laughs> prisoners, they don't know how to come up with their own stuff. They can only talk about what somebody else is talking about and repeat that. So they, yeah. they really need this. They need those fights. They need Bucky to cause a ruckus. Yeah. So he causes a ruckus. He apologizes. He beats everybody up. He leaves. Yeah, I, I wrote he he's flexing on them and doing gymnastics. There there was also one where he like he kind of did a two-handed hit the ears of a guard and they had like a a like camera on the guard's eyes and like the light in his eyes light went out. Goes out. And I was <laughs> like, "Did he just murder him? Like what was that?" <sighs> yeah. Um that's an interesting interpretation. I don't I, I didn't see it as murder. I just kind of saw it as like he just becomes unconscious a little but, bit. but isn't that the like saying like the light from his eyes went out and they they're dead like i don't know it was a weird thing to focus on i don't know if they were the, the writers were really focusing on like uh symbolism and and you know that's fair 
it looked cool, so it stays. It did look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, so then Baki, it's funny, he started the fight with, like, his hands in his, in his pockets, very, like, nonchalant, and then once he, like, gets a little further, he gets to the hallway, he starts, like, running, like, crazy, um, and he gets outside, and another one of my favorite lines, that's the warden, it doesn't say in the episode, but I asked Mm. Steve to confirm, so this is the warden who we've previously met, and, uh, he goes, no fresh air for you! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, to Baki, which was a great line. I, I also wonder, like, how did he know Baki said that if he was out here? Like, did they just run out and get there before Baki? I don't know. That... I think he just says that to everybody that oh, he's just outside. <laughs> They're just always out there with guards ready in case no anyone wanted fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then um, we have a very thematic ending of the episode... Um, with Baki, um, I guess this is where the making decision time thing happens. He says something about, I'm going to be unchained, which um, I think is referencing Oliver, because he's he's called Mr. Unchained. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was very thematic, because then the, the closing credits literally cut to, like, a bunch of chains, which was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, That's wow. very cool. Yeah. That's sick. Chains. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I might become uh, unchained. Chains, you know, they're they're pretty scary. Prisons, themes. Prisons, but clearly yeah. so easy to break out of. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, what I does mean... it say about society and the current uh, problem of incarceration? Well, to be fair, this um, is uh, this is from a while ago too. So that this was uh, kind of a newer take on it, you know. Um, cause this was in the Bush administration and, um, so you gotta kind of- Pre-9-11 or post? Ooh, I don't know. I, I would guess post. I don't know. I, I really don't know if it says anything about it because all of our main characters can just break out whenever they want. It, it, it really just feels like the only reason they're in a prison is because all of them lives there and everyone wants to fight him. So they yeah. come to the prison to fight him. Cause even, you know, even Guevara says to his buddies on the island, he's like- yeah, I went to go fight him, and I lost, and now I'm back. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so. he, he went, he got imprisoned for that. As yeah. everybody should. Yeah, but, I mean, not everyone can just tunnel out just whenever they feel like it. It can if it's this prison that you end up in. They just yeah. let you do that. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like the most secure prison. <laughs> if you're gonna get um, arrested, go there. Yeah, uh, what did you think of the end credits? Oh, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the end credits. That's fair. I was I was gonna see if you noticed, so the end credits, like, it's like the chains. I don't know if you saw those at least come up. And then it just, like, follows them, and there's, like, people in the links. And at one point there's, like, a praying mantis. I, uh, oh. I thought that was fun, out of context, just seeing a praying mantis in the, in, in the list of, like, bad guys and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Alright, well, is there anything else you want to say about this episode? I think... We have said what needed to be said. Yeah. And I would like to tune in next time to see uh, if the pig um, relieves himself and <laughs> fixes his constipation issue. That's really what... That's is, that's is, what uh, caught your attention. Right gotcha. Yep. Okay, well, I, I mean, I'm not going to do this in a Steve way. I don't even remember what question he'd be asking you for, what, is your third time on or fourth now? 
Um, uh, third. All right. Well, I've, I've, I've made up my own question, one I thought you'd enjoy. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about, so I don't even know if it's very clear, but in this prison, there's like a ranking system. And so Oliva is number one. Mm. And Guevara was number two. Um, it's not super explicit at all about how people are ranked. Baki doesn't really get a ranking as, as, as far as we can tell. I think it, who was, who was the boxer? Muhammad Ali? Ma, no, no. Iron Mike. I, Iron Mike was also in this uh, season. <laughs> and he, um, and he's not even in the top ten or something. So I don't know if that puts any perspective. I mean, it's not explicit if it's about strength or what, but Oliver is first and Guevara is second. So my question to you is if all of the members of One Direction got put into this prison, who do you think would rank highest? And why? Oh, man. Oh, frig. Okay. It really depends on if we're talking physical strength. or. Well, you, you decide. You decide how you rank them for what reason. Okay, I'm going to go based off of energies. Okay. Um, hmm, like mental resilience as well. I'm going to put that. Um, okay. I'm going to say Niall is in fifth place. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking, and not, no, like, shade to Niall. I was thinking Liam was going to be last, but then Liam has recently signed on to do some amateur boxing thing, so. Oh, Clearly, he fights a little bit. He's He will fight more than any of the others have in the public eye. So, so. willing to fight. That's a good thing. Willing to, to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leah? No. I'm going to say Le- Louis is fourth. Okay. Wow, this is like completely... If you asked me anything else, I would have ranked completely differently. But we're talking about them in prison, ranked yeah. as fighting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Harry third. Okay. Zane second. No. Yeah. Zane first, Liam second. Okay, why why Zane first? What do you think? I don't know. Just vibes. <laughs> I just feel like he'd be like cool and he'd do better. He'd be like, That's yeah, true. Yeah. Coolness might be a big factor of it. We don't know. He's more mysterious, you know what it is? Mm. Like even even since the One Direction stuff, he's really laid low and I feel like you don't want to mess with somebody who lays low and is like mm. on their own side of the prison table you know you don't mess with him right right, you don't right. know what he's capable of ah that's a so, fair yeah. point i i Harry, i really do appreciate how intently you took that question and and thought about it and oh uh, of course of <laughs> course you know here on the on the baki babes podcast <laughs> we give you the real the real stuff you know the, the real, real questions gossip. you're dying to know yeah, yeah. The real yeah. conversations that we should be having. Yeah. But the media yeah. won't pick up on this, will they? <laughs> no. The media no. won't talk about One Direction. I, I don't know. It, it might be a big news story that two females watched an episode of, of Baki in real life. Two, t- yeah. two women. I, I went with females because that's the vibe of the show, but it felt weird. So, yeah. two women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, does this pass the Bechdel test? Or? You and I? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. We're... we're Technically, we're, really. all we're talking about is men, but is it men, is a TV yeah. show, so who knows? Who knows? What a depressing thought to think that this podcast in its entirety might not pass the Bechdel test when Baki, the show it's about, has. But um, that's a thought for another day. Just jumping in real quick with some housekeeping. Uh, the trailer for the next 
season of Baki is out. I'm going to talk about what that means for the show in a later podcast, but please go and watch it. It's on YouTube, and it's really fun. It's the Caveman Pickle Arc, so uh, get ready for that. Uh, the fan question this week, I'm going to go with the one that asks, who is more important, Jack Lee Biondi? We'll remember him as the treasure seeker who died of old age <laughs> because he found his treasure, or John Gilberto. Um, Gilberto, in you know, his legacy lives on through his name, but um, to me, I think more important, Jack Lee Biondi, because if it wasn't for him, uh, what happened with Spec would make absolutely no sense. It would be <laughs> extremely confusing. Um, and then finally, I just wanted to say that it wasn't that I didn't feel like editing that last segment and adding lots of One Direction clips, but I don't want to get copyright striked and lose the podcast. Anyway, bye. Um, all right. Well, this has been fun to uh, my first time, probably last, <laughs> um, hosting Baki Taki on Tri-Month, as uh, Steve dubbed it. Um, I, I think that means he's got a couple more weeks of trying out new stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so this was one Steve-less episode. I guess not quite. He, he did the intro. But, um, yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, um, excited for, uh, some Baki free time in a, in a little, in a little while when the season ends. But I know Steve's got some fun tricks up his Steve until then, so, you know. Steve? You. You said I've got tricks up my Steve. Oh, sleeve. He's got tricks up his... Steve has tricks up his sleeve. There you go. All right, well, um, that's all the Baki. We've got to talkie. Until next time. Bye. Bye. I have no idea how to turn it off. You can just what? Click. <laughs> Stop? Yep. Friday.